Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, your life improvement series starts now. Hello, hello, everybody. It's going to be a great day. Want to know why? Because we are going to learn all about energy today. And you know, when you know better, you get better. And we're going to do this all together because we're better together. First, we're going to start with our quote of the day. Emotions are energies showing up to guide us. That's by Jean McKelvany. Heel Squad, you're in for a really cool conversation today with my very dear friend, John Amaral. We're going to talk all about energy, being connected and disconnected, how to reconnect with your body, how to trust the things your senses are telling you. Um, and so much more. Uh, but before we get into that, friends, Macy's.com backslash heel squad. If you have not visited our curated uh, Macy's picks yet, I hand select everything and we have everything there from uh, gifts for the family, things for your home, fashion, of course, the most important. Um, and as you know, they're a big supporter of the show. So anything you buy through that link helps us and help support the show. So if you want to buy a blush, go onto our list on Macy's.com backslash Hill Squad. It really does help us. I have a really good one by Anastasia on there, by the way, that I just bought myself again, because I had run out. Um, and uh, there's so many more things. So definitely check it out. Of course, you can also check out our merch on MariaManunos.com, or you can just do HealSquad.com. It will take you to the same place. And you can get yourself uh, a mug or a hat or something to keep you on this health journey and let you know you're a part of part of a squad. And that is the Heal Squad. Let's get into this uh, this chat with John Amaral. So he's an energy practitioner, author, educator, and founder of the Energy Flow Formula, a somatic energy healing practice. Uh, he was originally trained as a chiropractor. Then he developed the formula over 25 years of working with thousands of people with you know, from all kinds of countries, I think more than 50 countries, actually. His clients include A-list celebrities, entrepreneurs, athletes, influencers, um, and thought leaders. And John uses the unique principles of the energy flow formula to help his clients 
heal physical injuries, reduce stress, anxiety, depression, and reach and sustain new levels of energy, clarity, and fulfillment so they can live and feel better. Uh, I've firsthand seen his gifts at play, whether it's at friends' homes who were really, really suffering from different ailments, and then the next you know, hour later, they're laughing and dancing and moving. My mom, um, we've had profound experiences with just a little bit of energy work. Um, and, and she went from not being able to walk and, and barely being able to move to dancing. So energy is real, guys, and you're going to learn all about it in this conversation. So without further ado, here's my chat with John. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. John, thanks for for coming in. Always great to see you, Maria. Um, Obviously, uh, we have worked together and we've been friends for a really long time. 
and you've been on the show before, but I feel like energy work and energy healing is something that I still am trying to fully understand. And I've immersed myself in this world to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so for our, our viewers and our listeners, I want to really break down what it is you do mm-hmm. and what the effect is on the mind and body. And, and yeah, like in kindergarten mm-hmm. speak, because this is very, it can get very heady yeah. and very kind of ethereal and hard to, to, to grab onto because <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of everywhere. I think, and this is what we were talking about before we came on is, you know, when you talk about healing with energy or working with energy, it, it's really just, it's a kind of catch all for so many things. It's like, what are you doing? Are you working with guides, spirits? Are you working with entities? Are you working with like, what does it even mean? Yeah, you working work? with chakras. Yeah, you working with chakras. Are you work like what is? So let's like start like the kindergarten level. Like, what does it even mean to work with with energy? Um, yeah. So what is it like? What, <laughs> what is it like? <laughs> I think I think I'll to, be sitting here drinking yeah. my matcha. <laughs> so I, I, you tell us. I think wait, just to start, just really, really simply with you know even what does it mean to to work with energy and what is what is energy work? Um, you really have to look at like even what energy is, which I mean physicists just say it's the ability to do work. <laughs> That's what the definition of energy. So the ability to do work yeah. is the definition. So if something has a lot of energy, it can actually accomplish a lot of work. So um, you know, if something has a little bit of energy, it can't do that much work. That like in so in, in just sort of physics of some whether it's a chemical reaction or whether it's a um a concrete block sitting up high on a cliff and if you it has more potential energy when it's sitting up high than it has on the ground because it could fall and in that falling it could actually, you know, it, it actually releases energy when it hits the ground. So there's, there's like, wow. so energy is, is, it's really, it, it's this intangible, invisible thing, but it's involved in every single thing that happens. So if you run and you exercise and you work out, you're going to, burn energy you're going to burn calories that's that's just another when you calories are units of energy and you're going to burn fuel which is food you put in your body which has calories you're going to create energy in your body and then you're going to dissipate or release energy through sweat and through heat if you burn a piece of wood you're going to break the chemical bonds by heating it up and then um, energy is released you feel the heat but then the wood breaks down and turns into ash so everything's just these exchanges of energy. Like we have to put food into our body and we have to hydrate ourselves and we have to do certain things to have enough energy to live. You can only go so long. Mm-hmm. Right. So energy is actually quite a, quite a kind of tangible thing in that way. You can see its effects in the world with everything. Um, but what I think confuses or or just it's like an uncertain or just new territory for people is the that there's something happening in the thing that you can't see that is real but i well if we could just like let's use the example of wi-fi for example everyone knows wi-fi we all have our phones mm-hmm. and we all te- you know we're all connecting to wi-fi well what is wi-fi it's waves of energy that are transmitted through the air the space around us 
and then in or on those waves of energy information is carried and then we have an antenna in our phone that receives those waves of energy and then it translates it into a information that we can read by looking at the screen or display in our phone so invisible energy is floating around moving through the air and we're picking it up with a receiver and antenna and then we're making like that useful to us so the body has energy around it as a field it's called a field which is the field of energy that radiates out beyond your body and that field of energy is measurable um, with some instruments a few feet off the body at least what do you mean i mean that energy is miserable if it feeds not off. miserable not miserable measurable <laughs> so hopefully it's not mis- miserable wait which one but is it it's measurable you oh can, measurable you can, i'm like whoa that energy around you is miserable i was like wow that's really <laughs> no it's miserable so like you can use instruments to to register that hey there's some there's something happening that that registers out off the body so there are instruments that you mm-hmm. can measure, use around you to kind of feel how much energy is. Yeah, there's you? pretty sophisticated. It's called a magnometer, and they can measure um, the electromagnetic field of the heart, for example, like a few feet off the body, and you can you can tell that there's something that's radiating out beyond the body. But we have the ultimate instrument of the human like nervous system to pick up very subtle information that even instruments can't yet measure, and oh. I think this is where the realm of feeling things, sensing things, working with like quote unquote energy. It's something that you can experience through your system that registers in your five senses in different ways for different people. And this is why it's one of the challenging um, things to explain and to teach in a lot of, in a lot of ways, because everybody registers that in different ways. There are similarities, but people, some people have visual they have visions. They have a visual thing that shows up when they're engaging with someone. They get vision. I know that you do. You you see things. Right? <clears throat> uh, we've talked about it. Um, some people they hear sounds, but they might not hear it through their ears. There's a technical word called synesthesia, which is like you can taste a sound. You can hear something that you see you can smell i feel like a, you can feel the sound yeah that's so the, how i yeah like when i have conversations with my mom i'm not hearing anything out loud mm-hmm. but i hear but it's a feeling and mm-hmm. i don't know it's so hard mm-hmm. to explain so it's like yeah it's it's not really it's coming into your five senses because that's how we that's how we register things in the physical world but it's not coming through that particular apparatus so that's why like you can have a an, sort of an inner vision of something that didn't really come through your eyes, but it activated the visual, the visual cortex of the brain. So you cool. can hear sounds that aren't like actually sounds coming through your ears. Some people might hear angelic tones or they hear chimes or they hear sort of something, but it's not like actually coming through their ears. It's just registering in their five senses as that. Yeah, it's like when you're meditating and you see things, your mm-hmm. eyes are closed. So how are you seeing yeah, things? Exactly. But you're seeing things. Exactly. So there's activation of sense of your sensory system and your brain in different ways as you're picking up what's happening in this field or this sort of invisible waves of energy and information that are around you and you're translating that into some kind of experience and meaning so the the fields are real there is actually energy in the space around you matter of fact everything is you know at the at the subatomic level everything is vibrating and it's all 
kind of a frothing sea of energy all around us. Which um, is why when we're in the country or we're like, for example, when I'm in Connecticut, I feel so at peace because mm-hmm. I'm in the woods mm-hmm. and there isn't an, a lot of that pulsating yeah. energy. But if you're in the middle of, you know, New York City, you're feeling that and people are like, I love the energy of New York because they've got mm-hmm. like all this energy. But, you know, it's it's synthetic energy. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not created because you ate spinach and you feel good. Yeah. It's because of all the lights and I, I am remembering now after I had uh, brain surgery and because my mom and all of us and even our dogs got brain tumors, I had someone come with one of those tools to mm-hmm. test the house Yeah. because I was like, what if like something Like the EMF energies in the house. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I wanted to make sure there wasn't something we were missing that was creating this. And by the way, like you said, there's stuff that's immeasurable yeah. that could be going on, who knows, that we're just sensitive to. Right? Is that possible that certain people are susceptible to different energies and then that creates, you know, physical things? I don't know. For sure. I mean, there are a lot of things that we didn't have the tools to measure in the past that we realized, oh, these are carcinogens or, oh, these are actually harmful um, that we were getting exposed to that we just didn't have ways to, you know, register, oh, this is doing X, Y, or Z. So I th- we're really in a new kind of a new territory we're coming into where <clears throat> there are treatment um, modalities already available, like in the in the medical profession. Like for example, um, <clears throat> there's a helmet for treatment of certain kind of, a certain kind of brain cancer mm-hmm. that has a uh, it it goes around your head. It doesn't actually touch your head. There's no electrodes on your head, but it's generating a field, an energy field that actually is penetrating into through the scalp. And it's influencing the ability of those cells to grow. So it can actually stop the growth of certain cancers. And it's, so this is like, we're getting into this kind of field-based energy, which is, we're, we're starting to see now, oh yes, there is a physical effect when you expose the body to these particular frequencies or these particular waves. It's so scary because even when you were describing Wi-Fi, obviously we know Wi-Fi is invisible energy Mm -hmm. if we're really thinking about it. Yeah but we're not. And we're like, give us the 5G, mm-hmm. give us the 6G, give us the 80G. Yeah. And we're just like, Ng-ng. but we don't realize it. Um, and, and it's just so wild to think about uh, how great technology is, but mm-hmm. then the double-edged sword of it all. Yeah. Um, and the double-edged sword of everything I feel like in life. I mean, I don't want to get down like a rabbit hole, but um, you know, there's so many so many things that are great that also are just not great yeah. for us. And it's getting interesting because there's a new tech coming out where, um, you know, on a display like your phone or a TV, it's a LCD kind of screen. It's little pixels are what are firing off. That's how we see movement and pictures and stuff. There's little red, green and blue pixels. I think those are the three colors that go on and off and create all of the, what we see. Is that the EES system? Well, I don't know about the. I don't know what the EES system is. I think it was EES that I did um, oh, recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's a, that. That's a whole other one, yeah, but it's might, like those screens mm-hmm. and they're just doing all these squiggly yes. things and they're supposed to be super healing. Yeah, so there are frequencies that they're generating that, that are having healing effects. Um, with this particular technology that's already here, it's patented and it's coming out soon, we'll start to see it in like sports arenas, et cetera, where the screen that you'll look at and instead of doing just like a few colors, each pixel can have millions of colors 
uh, millions of wavelengths and on those wavelengths are different wavelengths of light they carry different information and then based on people's iris scan so biometric scan like you do if you go into the airport and use clear or something mm -hmm. like you look into it scans your eyeball based on everyone's unique uh, eye scan it can direct a different whole screen to your eyes even though you're looking at the same screen so this is like here it exists what do you mean, I mean so you i'll I see in, a yes. dolphin and you'll see a whale exactly. Mm -hmm. And what's the point of that? Because it can be customized oh for your particular viewing, enjoyment, or advertising, or whatever. Oh my god! But they're like... going to customize the <laughs> shit out of us. Yeah. <gasps> so, so this is scary. But I think I think I brought this up because we're talking about energy, and we're talking about and energy and information are really they're 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 linked together. When you feel vibes, when you get a sense of something, when you experience. Um, uh, uh, the energy of a space or energy of a person you're not just getting kind of waves of energy you're getting information about them that your sensory system is mm -hmm. picking up and so what's interesting is that we're moving into a time with te technology where the information coming into your eyes can be customized th so that your nervous system your brain and your iris picks up only a certain bandwidth of it that's directed specifically to you so we get we're getting into this interesting and this is without like a screen or without special glasses this is literally into your eyeballs and we're next to each other and we're seeing completely different things it's very creepy so it's like what is reality think about the fights that we're going to have remember that blue dress <laughs> is it blue or is it black <laughs> yeah. or whatever and then it's like no it's freaking yeah. blue and you're fighting yes this is going to be a yes. whole other level no, it's super disruptive to like what is real <laughs> and we're seeing that with deep fakes we're seeing that with all the yes. chat gpt stuff it's like what is what is reality what is and 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 so anyway the, I, I feel like because we're in that place in humanity right now um there is a there is a an interest in people saying well obviously something's going on everything is not maybe the way that we were taught it was and maybe there's something here that i want to investigate because i feel stuff i sense things i mean if you talk to anybody about you know kind of especially people that are quite successful at what they're doing you kind of pull back this curtain and you go like well what's really going on how did you really know to do x y or z how did you know to invent this particular product how did you you know get to where you are and it's always it's not surprising anymore to me but it's always mm -hmm. like oh i totally had a vision or a download oh my guides told me oh i was you know i was shown this in a reading of some kind or oh i just you know i was in meditation and this vision came to me that's the kind of stuff that actually is 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 what's what's happening in in everyone so so we 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 have all this information and all this energy around us in the field around us in the culture there's a energy field of each culture energy field of each family energy field of each person like if you go to Italy or you go to Greece or you go to, you know, another country, you you recognize, wow, there's a different vibe. It's not just the food is different. The people are different. There's a different energy. And you can uh, oftentimes you can know, oh, this person's from Europe or this person's from wherever by just a certain feeling, if, especially if you've been to that country. Mm -hmm. do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. You go like, oh, it isn't just their fashion. It's like mannerisms. It isn't. It's something beyond um, just something happening in the physical world it's some kind of energy and that i would say that's the, the field um there are scientists like rupert sheldrake who talk about it being that what he calls a morphic field which is like this kind of field of energy and field of information that surrounds things that's part of things that influences what 
um, others experience and what people in that particular you know culture will be able to do or not do be able to express or not express and how new cycles probably come yeah like i love that monkey story you yeah. told me you share it with everybody so like, because i think that this is also what's happening with kids like mm-hmm. my dad last night went to um a friend's house and they have this precocious little four almost five year old He's like, Maria, you got to see this little girl. She's talking in the back of the cab like she's 30 years old. I just can't believe that this went on. And da, 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 da. And she, he goes, and she's four. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, dad, that's what all kids are like now. Mm-hmm. They are 30 or 40-year-old kids, <laughs> I mean adults, in little kid bodies. And we're all like super shocked and like this think it's the cutest thing. But something has shifted mm-hmm. and kids are so far ahead probably because – of technology mm-hmm. and those waves. It's just, it's different. They're not, you know, those, it, they're not like maybe we were when we were little and that didn't exist. Um, so this, this monkey story is mm-hmm. kind of funny. So it's, like it's, this. it has to do, you know, with like just progress and how a, a theory of how things actually um, evolve and, and how, um, why, like, for example, kids can just pick up a phone and know what to do at like four or five years old. And they're just like, and they've never used it. Exactly. I've seen Instagram things of little kids, you know, doing whole, um, um, you know, using software to create whole musical compositions and like playing the piano and playing all these instruments. And they're like 10 years old and they're doing stuff that is like beyond, beyond extraordinary. How are they doing this? Right. So, um, I grew up surfing and there were, Nobody had ever like gone on a surfboard out of the wave into the air and landed back into a wave when I, my whole like youth growing up surfing. And now, um, once someone did it kind of like Roger, Roger Bannister, who broke the four minute mile record Mm -hmm. right after he did it, like all these people did it the next year, never had done been done in history. And all of a sudden like 10 people did it. Is it Um, because we now know what's possible or is it? energy i think it's i think it's a combination it's like we all know what's possible but then there's also something that is that is that shifts in, yeah it shifts it's like and this goes to the hundred monkey thing so like back to the surfing thing it's like now all these little kids are like flying out of the air and, and out of the waves and spinning <laughs> around and landing in there doing things that you know you spent a decade surfing trying to like master at one time even even make it not master it, even just do it and they have it mastered at you know right from the get-go but the this hundred month monkey theory is or parable or example is that there were there were biologists that were observing um, monkeys on this island off of Japan, and they were washing these sweet potatoes with that they were giving them with um, the ocean water. They were taking them down, and they were starting to wash them, and they realized that they could like not only wash off the sand, but it tasted good, right? So they they so one of them did it, and then then the whole troop started doing it. Like they started copying each other, and then pretty soon the whole troop of monkeys started doing it. It was a behavior that had never been seen. So it was a new kind of emergent thing that happened. Um, and then when it got to a certain point, and so whether it was exactly 100, but the, the idea is that at, at a certain point, a tipping point on neighboring islands where they were also observing these monkeys, they started exhibiting that behavior without having any connection with the monkeys on that other island. So somehow something, so the theory is that something happened in the field collectively of energy that bumped that up to where it made it available as a as something it, almost like wi-fi that everyone could tune into all these other monkeys could tune into and it just it was there it was available to them like oh that idea 
It didn't just exist in your head somewhere. It existed out, you know, beyond somehow in a field that you could just kind of reach up like Wi-Fi and tune into it with an antenna, which is your nervous system and energy system. So, so the idea is that, that things spread not by just direct connection between physical, but through fields of energy and information. So I think the key is understanding energy, but also believing it, right? Like we have to trust and and we call it our instincts. We call it our intuition. We call Mm. all these things. Um, But we have to start believing. Like Mm. I, I'm very sensitive. I feel, I know when people are unhappy. I know when they are checked out. I know when they're angry. I I, like, I know Mm. what's going on around me. I feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I know when I I can feel bad things are going to come. Like I can feel these things. Mm -hmm. I've learned to trust a lot more. um, And, and I think that that serves me, but I don't think it's an easy thing for people to get to. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we had a mystic on the show, Deirdre Hage. She's amazing. And one of the things she said that just stuck with me was, you're not crazy, you're wise. Mm -hmm. And it was a really powerful statement because it was that moment that I really started shifting into, why do I have to start everything with, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, Mm. but I think, Mm. or I feel. And so now I'm always like, no, this is what I feel. And I, I trust it and I believe in it. Um, how do we get to that place where we believe what sense we're mm-hmm. sensing? That's a great question. And I love what you brought up there because in my experience of working with people, and I've been working with people now almost 30 years, I had a practice where hundreds of people a week that, you know, would come in and, and I saw, you know, just thousands and thousands of people over decades, um, so I've seen a lot and I've seen a lot of people going through every kind of condition, every kind of health condition. You know, I started out as a chiropractor, so that was my original practice. And then I was, you know, evolving and working more energetically as I went. But um, what I saw across the board with people was that intuition and that knowing and that sense of hmm, this feeling, I need to do this or I need to do that. I need to change this, that calling somehow that kind of taps you it's like you know this that if you listen to that that is the key Mm -hmm. if you ignore that or override that or avoid that or you're just disconnected from that through your conditioning and through your culture and through your family and just like you've lost trust in that because you um you you were told you know when you were feeling something like oh you don't know what you're talking about and you you know you started to just dampen that in yourself then um it, it sets you up for a lot of challenges and the more you listen to that the more you'll make healthy choices that match what you need so it is a it is the critical area but how do you develop it it, it truly it's not some i mean yes it's something that can be de- can be developed absolutely and there are skills that you can work work with but it really is something that it just is and you almost are stripping away the development of the skills in a way are like stripping away the conditioning that returns you to this place of you oh yeah i already knew this yeah this is this this totally makes sense so um so it's, a, it's like clearing away all of the all yeah of the that's why i yeah. like what deirdre said because mm-hmm. it was clearing away the conditioning mm-hmm. the the gaslighting the yes. people telling me i was crazy or all of that so it's so helpful 
to be able to peel those layers off. So then yeah. you're you're left with you, and you're like, I I have a knowing. And by the way, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'd rather be wrong on me yes. than by believing and trusting everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think um, I I think you're you are probably familiar with Gavin De Becker. Do you know that was he the uh-uh. secure? He's like. He, I think Oprah had him on a number of times, years. This is back like like maybe decades ago even, but he wrote a book. I think it was called The Gift of Fear, but it was about <clears throat> that trust and knowing when people had whatever they had, they were attacked or they had different, you know, situations that involved their, like their life-threatening things, security, where, where they knew somehow and there was a little spidey senses that went off and it was the people that listened to that that it was like, it was all about how that, like that saved them. Um, and, and you always know, mm-hmm. you always feel and sense, mm, doesn't feel right. You know, yeah. but how does that show up for you? You, some people see a picture of it. Some people, it's a feeling in their body. Kinesthetically, we call it kinesthetic. You feel it. Some people it's, uh, um, like a little, you know, kind of like a little chime or something that goes off and it's sort of like a sound for them. Some people, they smell or they taste something. They're like, oh, this is disgusting. They, it's like not really through their tongue but it's like a feeling in their body or a taste almost in their body and it's like mm, this doesn't feel right so that is something that everybody has instinctually it's you you that's, that's part of being human you you have that it's rediscovering it for some people it's amplifying it for some people to to really be able to like make it louder, turn up the volume on it. Some people it's so loud that it's like you kind of need to turn down the volume <laughs> on it a little bit. Um, but listening to and responding to what shows up in your being in your body is really is critical. And so working with energy and starting to understand how energy affects us are, are kind of two, two sides of the same you know coin. It's like you have to start to understand how you process and feel and experience it. And then that allows you to start to engage with it more in the world out here. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's so important for us to, to really kind of honor what we're being sent mm-hmm. message wise, because whether it's a relationship or health right? You know, there's so many stories you hear of like, I knew there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. I, they kept telling me, um, this woman I know, she went to five different doctors. Mm-hmm. She had something, she thought she had something in her breast. Nope, you're fine. Nope, you're fine. Nope, you're fine. The fifth doctor, mm-hmm. you have breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Luckily, still at stage one. Mm-hmm. But I was like, God bless you. You kept going. I probably yeah. would have quit after the third mm-hmm. person. I'd be like, oh, three people said I'm yeah. good. And I probably would have quit. Yeah. And, and that's me, and I'm. This yeah. is what I do every day. Right. And some people, and, and imagine when you, when you, when you're being told something that conflicts with something that you, you really sense and know to be true for you, and you're being told that by someone who's, you know, supposedly an expert or is, a, is known as an expert in their field, it, it's kind of daunting, right? And this is where a lot of people just sort of succumb to that, that diagnosis. They say you have this, and it's like, oh, I guess I have this, but something tells me. Or they, you don't, you're clear, you're fine. And you're like, something tells me that something's off. Um, it's, it's critical that you, you get another opinion. And if you, and if someone says, well, this is the way this has to be treated that, and you're like, it doesn't feel right to me. then you get another opinion. Yeah. And then if everyone's opinions are the same, then you go, okay, this still doesn't feel right. Then you go, okay, let me 
go outside of this field and look at some other things, but like gather information. That's the thing. Right? You got to go outside the field sometimes, yeah, and, right? And sometimes, and so sometimes people though get to a naturopath, get to right. a functional medicine doctor who's yeah. going to look at it in a different way. Yeah. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go. Whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena, and that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps a bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Whenever I have something, I literally tell everybody yeah. in my life, what What do you think this could be? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think is happening? What do you... And I, I try. And by the mm-hmm. way, sometimes I don't get answers mm-hmm. and then I have to keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you want it to be something that is like someone's going through a condition. I've had people that were, you know, going through, you know, cancering, you know, or whatever it was that they were going through. There was a significant condition that they were having and they wanted to do an alternative route. They wanted to do uh, you know, through just diet, through just working with alternative practitioners and, and maybe they were at a super advanced stage where they really needed medical treatment. And, um, and, and so it's being open to whatever, you know, treatments are going to be the most effective. Sometimes you have to buy time so that you can heal. Sometimes you have to do a life saving thing so that you can heal up. And, and sometimes that's not the path you need to do something that's more alternative and, and not do the biomedical route. And sometimes it's a combination of both. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, but you're the only one that actually can, can know that. And that to know that you have to be connected enough to yourself and to be feeling what's going on and starting to develop a self-awareness and energetic awareness to where you can actually make the decision from an informed and a connected place versus a conceptual place. The people that get into trouble are the people that in their mind, they think, oh, I need to do this, but they're not really connected. It's more of just a... How do you know if you're not connected? This is also the challenge because a lot of times when you're not connected, you don't know because you don't have a reference for what it feels like to be connected. But what it feels like to be connected is a sense of uh, presence, centeredness. You can feel the sensations within your body feeding back to you and and you can interact with them you can um you sense that you know yourself you feel yourself at your core and you feel connected to something you know beyond yourself as well like typically when you're you feel when you're connected you feel grounded you feel part of you know part of the world around you part of if you go, if you go walk in, I think a great, a great way to check, kind of check to see how connected or disconnected you are is to go out into it. Like you said, you, when you go into the forest, right, you go into nature, you go into a, like, go into a, a national park, go out to the beach or something and just f- 
look around you, put your phone away, feel the earth beneath your feet, look out, see the clouds, see the sky, see the natural world around you and just feel like, do I feel one with this and part of this or does this, does it feel like I'm completely like going through the motions? Yeah. Going through the motions. I think going through the motions is, is disconnected. If you're, if you're suffering and you feel everything just, is just totally challenging and it's hard and it feels overwhelming and it feels like you have no, almost no will to live. That's you're disconnected because if you're connected, you want to be alive. Oh, that's a great way to explain. If you're connected, you feel at home and you like you like you belong you belong here like because we're, we do i mean you didn't incarnate and come into this body for no reason like you're here for a reason so connection brings with it a feeling of you know i i belong and i'm here and and you want to be here so if you're feeling disconnected you know that like anyone who could do some of the things that we're seeing in the culture like these gun gun violence and all these like horrific things that doesn't come from a place of connection. That comes from a place of total disconnection. Mm -hmm. You won't, when you're connected, you won't harm another person. You won't harm anything. You'll see an ant or a bee and you're just like, Oh, it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) When you're connected, you feel part of not separate from. So before you talked about the murderers, I was going to say, I feel like I can go in and out Mm-hmm. Right, we all absolutely all do. So, but I'm like, I don't want you to think I'm a murderer. Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask Kelsey, but then it was just like such a weird moment. I'm like, okay, now we're going into murderer territory. <laughs> right. Do you? What do you feel when you hear him talk about disconnect and connect? Do you feel like you understand the difference, and do you feel like um, you know if you're connected or disconnected? I'm curious. Yeah, I think honestly, you saying <laughs> like. I know when I go for my walks at night and I see fl- like a flower and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like you describing it that way clicked for me because that is who I am. But I definitely know when I'm disconnected by the way you described it as well. So yeah, I think that absolutely clicked. And I think, I guess what I would want to know, John, is like, if you are aware enough to be like, hey, you know what, I'm disconnected right now. Like how Besides if like maybe we don't have a chance to get in nature, like how, mm-hmm. what are some other ways to get connected? That's a great, a great question. I, I, you know, I always do this. Yeah. I lay down and mm-hmm. I just put my hand on my heart and my mm-hmm. other hand on my stomach mm-hmm. and I just feel everything. Mm-hmm. Is that good? It is. And, and I actually created something that people can access that I, that, is, is on my website, which is just johnamaral.com, which is a series of, of exercises that they can do just to get, to help bring more presence and connection to the body and start to feel and bring you present. So people can go use that as a resource. Um, I didn't know. So just here, here's part of the challenge of like, how do you know if you're connected or disconnected is, I mean, Parts I guess it's you, resonance and dissonance, it right? Is, it is resonance and dissonance. And if part you're of, part, feeling great, you're yeah. connected. If you're not feeling great, mm-hmm. I call it like out of alignment. Yeah, there can be. Right? Yeah, there can be. You're you. Someone can be to, to disconnected. When you're totally disconnected, it's like you feel out of touch with space, time, the world. You just you feel kind of lost and you like, probably feel numb too. You feel and numb. And the thing is, if you're numb, you oftentimes don't know that. That's that's the, the challenge. It's like. 
someone can be numb in a, either a part of their body, just like in a region, let's say post-surgery and they had anesthesia and then the, and the brain and body didn't like coordinate and reconnect up and find the feelings and feedback and information in that area. And it's sort of just kind of locked away. So sometimes I'm working with people in that, it's like they connect and they didn't even realize like, oh my God, I didn't even know I was disconnected from that part of me. I had no idea that I wasn't feeling that. It's like the anesthesia is still going on that we've, we're creating like a self anesthesia of certain parts of our bodies at times. So sometimes um, the only way to, to begin to recognize that you're disconnected, let's say from a part of your body would be to start to touch your body and start to put attention and notice, do I, do I feel present here? Do I feel connected to this part? And connected could be, I can breathe there easily. Oh, I, I feel the movement there and I feel one with my body here. Or I touch this part of my body and it feels very distant. Somehow it almost feels like I'm, I might as well be touching a piece of metal or a piece of plastic or something. When I, when I, If you put your hand on a part of your body and it feels very foreign to you, that's typically disconnection. Yeah, you, I you, feel like it would be easy to disconnect from something that hurts. So you yeah. probably see a lot of that where it's like mm-hmm. if someone has back pain or if someone has, let's say, gut issues or some other issue, they can disconnect from that area mm-hmm. because they're afraid of hurting mm-hmm. it or it being hurt. And so that kind of creates the disconnection, right? Yeah. And, and c- bringing it back to energy, one, one of the things that happens when you are overwhelmed or stressed or there's an accident injury or some kind of trauma is that you do go into reaction. You have a burst of cortisol and, and, you know, adrenaline and you go into this kind of reactive protective fight flight kind of experience in that process, your body mobilizes itself for, running away or for freezing or for you know fighting and so you build up tension in your muscles and your tendons your nervous system your fascia and soft tissues it can be in the organs it can be in the region where something happened or it can be overall in your whole body and that is a real mobilization of energy it's like you've built up all this energy to use to fight this off or to protect yourself and then like you know, we see in the wild with animals after they, you know, the gazelle runs from the lion. If it makes it, if it escapes, then a lot of times you'll see them like shaking. Yeah. Well, that's right? how we are after like a car accident yeah. or whatever. Because your body's discharging that energy. It's just, it's dissipating, discharging, trying to like, it, it's, you can't just sit there with all that energy built up. It needs to move. Uh. But sometimes it doesn't, we don't, we don't shake, we don't emote, we don't express. So there's no expression of that energy. So a lot of times people have an intense like near near miss accident or they have a fight with someone or they were have some kind of abusive situation and then they just like burst into tears there there's just this big expression of emotion and others are more stoic and they just like kind of hold it all in and sometimes that's because you're numbing out and by holding it in it's like you're reducing that expression so that energy isn't flowing and the information that's in it doesn't get to like be be integrated and discharged so you can have all this energy built up in your body from things that happened many, many years ago. It could happen in childhood. It can happen during the process of birth. It could happen at, at different events and periods in your life. And you can have all this energy built up in your body. And and that becomes like your normal state to you. But you could be walking around in a very highly vigilant sort of fight or flight mode, all braced for, you know, for from something that actually happened in the past. And that can be... Uh, and, and with that comes a, a kind of a binding up of energy that reduces the movement, reduces the expression, and then 
it keeps some of that information from being felt or experienced. And so um, that's a type of disconnection that can happen. And so um, a lot of times when people start to um, connect, <laughs> which they start going, oh, I, I feel an experience that there's energy held in these different places, it's surprising to them because they didn't really have a reference for something else. They maybe didn't have a, a, an experience of being at peace or at ease or in flow. And so they, you have to start with finding where, where, where can I actually kind of hold myself or touch my body or be with myself in a way that actually eases things up first so I can actually at least know what that feels like. Yeah. I wonder if you're numb and you don't know you're numb. Mm -hmm. Would an indicator be, because I was just thinking, what could an indicator be, is if you're reaching for things to boost you up, whether it's alcohol, mm -hmm. substances, mm -hmm. because you're you're so here, you need to come up here. Yeah. Is that an indicator, maybe, so that people can figure out whether they're disconnected? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think anytime that you go, you know, to an addictive behavior, there's something that's coming up that you're avoiding or redirecting and you have to just look and go you have to identify like what what is coming up what is it that i'm feeling or experiencing that i would rather just numb out and it could be you know it could be some fight you're having with a family member or your partner it could be um, a feeling of deep self-loathing or self-worth or something that's there and you're just like i'd rather feel nothing than feel this or i'd rather feel um some experience that takes me into an altered state to rather than feel this and there's mm -hmm. an avo avoidance and so a lot of disconnection happens it's it's avoidant it's 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 like i can't be with this so i need to not feel it and that can be stored in different regions of the body and that can be also in the field too around you like you can disconnect from the energy all around you you can disconnect from humanity from the earth you can disconnect from family members so it isn't just just inside your body but it's also when things feel like they're just beyond our ability to handle them we want to typically go and go okay i want to go feel this instead or i want to feel nothing and so we're also so overstimulated because we have all of this stuff hitting our sensory system from every angle. Yeah. And so there's a kind of a disconnection happening where people are so overstimulated that everything just sort of flattens out and it becomes um, um, like you almost just numb out because there's just so much. Oh, I know. I feel like I haven't been able to sleep well lately because I've been so on my phone. Mm -hmm in a way I haven't in a long time. And I was like so tired yesterday. I just kept trying to lay down. Mm -hmm. Nothing would work. <laughs> I was like, okay. And and I know what it is. Yeah. I know it's because I'm getting so much stimulation yeah. from this device. Do you try to figure out how to lessen your Wi-Fi situation? Like do you, what do you do to, because you're sensitive to energy. Yeah. This is what you do. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I have to, I do have to set, you know, uh, boundaries for myself with like phone use, with computer use, with um, engagement with others. Cause I am working with a lot of people I'm teaching, I'm traveling. So I have to like, 
I have to schedule and create that. Um, you know, this morning before I came here, I was up, um, I was laying on, um, my biomat. If anyone knows what that is, it's like, you know, so I'm like, it's a, it's heat and I'm letting that penetrate through my body and I'm doing some movement and some kind of mobility stretching and I'm touching different parts of my body. I'm feeling where I'm holding tension and I'm, you know, kind of breathing and I'm moaning and moving and just letting myself like get engaged and present with what's going on in my body. And then I, I did a couple other practices. I, you know, I used a few biohacking tools. I took my supplements. I, you know, this is all, you know, like this is, and I'm, you know, I'll do a little workout later. There are all these things that I'm doing. I'm not doing them because, oh, these are the right things to do. I'm, and I'm not necessarily doing them every single day in the same order. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very tuned into my body and I know that I need to create and carve out like the time and space for me to make that a priority working with energy. So I think coming back, cause we wanted to keep this like kindergarten one-on-one mm-hmm. and it's like, we're going in different directions because in, in a lot of ways, just like if you're going to learn, I mean, if you're going to learn how to, um, I don't know, play the piano you're gonna you're gonna have to do like scales and you're gonna have to learn the keys and where they are and you're gonna learn like bits some basics before you can really start to play some songs you're gonna have to really like break it down to the like the super basics um you know working with energy and 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 having energy be a a really a a kind of at the forefront of how we're living our lives has it's a it's a life practice it's like it's, it's it's something that you would just develop and keep getting better and better and better at but it does start with self-awareness recognizing like what's the difference between connection and disconnection and there are nuances to that we've talked about a little bit like how how you hold things in your body recognizing am i am i present am i not present am i present with the world around me etc so like just that has you have to start with like some self-awareness and and recognize what's really going on with me what am i really feeling where am i where do i want to be what's 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 happening sort of in my life right now and am i in sync with where i want to be or am i out of sync am i running around am i overly stretched and you can't even ask those questions if you don't take the time and create the opportunity to 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 check in and make that a practice yeah so. if you're waking up and you're just mm-hmm. running 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 yeah. all day and all night you're not giving any space you have yeah. to have that kind of quiet time i do something that has helped me at night when i'm laying in bed um I, cause I know that when I do my meditations, Dr. Joe will say, you know, relax, mm-hmm. relax your body mm-hmm. or whatever. I tell myself that now and I'll say, can I melt into this bed? Mm-hmm. And then I let myself melt and I realize how much I was holding tension. Yes. I was, I was actually like, you know, physically shoulders were up yeah. and things were tight. And I was like, wow, there was so much tension. Yeah. I just released just by right. telling myself. And that, that right there, there was connecting. I mean, you, you're connecting because you're recognizing, wow, I'm holding tension, which, which now you're observing, you're not just in it, you're observing yourself and going, oh, I'm watching myself holding this tension. So I've now have a reference that there's another possibility. I could take a breath and let it drop. And so there's connection Mm -hmm. and just that type of awareness for sure. Just stopping and becoming aware. Yeah. And, and, and. You could say, well, becoming aware of what? How are you holding your body? How are you breathing? How do you feel? How do you feel? When I sit with somebody, what especially like if I'm interviewing them yeah. for a job 
or if I'm, you know, getting to know someone new, I'll literally sit and ask myself, how do I feel with this person mm-hmm. right now? And I'm like, oh, I feel really good. Mm-hmm. And I, I did it again this morning. I'm like, God, yeah. I always feel so good when he's here. I just feel so calm. And that's what you want, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can feel excited. You can yeah. feel all that stuff. But if you feel, if you're squeezing and you're tight, like yeah. there's something not right yes. for you. It doesn't mean that person's horrible yeah. or whatever. Maybe, but it's just not a right energy match. Yeah. And and I, I love that you brought that up because in my experience, um, you know, in my five decades, I guess, on this planet here, like what, what I've been doing, what I've, what I've found connection for me is like, again, peeling away, like we were talking about earlier, peeling away the, the, what's not me. Right. And, and having to perform, having to be someone for other people, uh, doing the things that I feel like I should do in order for people to respond a certain way. Like earlier in my life and career, it was like, I was, you know, want, I was wanting to be someone I was wanting to like build my, and that's healthy. It's your ego. You're want to feel significant. You want to feel enough. You want to be successful at what you're doing and you want, and you're really looking at outside yourself and going like, how are people responding to what I'm doing? How are, how, how are people, you know, perceiving this? But like at a certain point, that's something that of course we want to be aware of, especially if you're sort of public facing and whatever you're teaching or you're doing something where people are, you want to know how are people receiving this? But if that becomes the, like it can become a trap because, Mm -hmm. because, now you're something you're else editing, all the time. If you're editing yourself so that you're be you'll be accepted or loved or or you know appreciated by other people, um, which is you know again this is the social media movement that so many kids are have grown up with. Um, you're not really connecting. You're not really being necessarily you because you're trying to sort of orient and perform for others. And so as you as you as you get more connected you, you, it's not that you care less, but you care less, you know, about how other people are perceiving you and you can actually, then you can start to be, um, authentically delivering something that is really you and your style. I love that. I, I'm so glad you just said that you, the editing yourself, Mm -hmm. because another thing that I've started paying attention to is if I'm with certain people and I act out of character, Mm -hmm. You know, when you go home, you're like, why did I say that? I wish I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Like, and you're just annoyed at yourself Mm -hmm. for behaving a certain way. Then you kind of have to sit back and say, well, why did I feel like I had to be like that? Yes. And what was it about that group or that person or that situation that made me feel like I had to act differently? And I'm paying attention to those things now too, because I don't want to feel like that and I don't want to do that. So then that means maybe those aren't my people or maybe those aren't my situations. Yeah. And, um, and then maybe even testing, going back into those situations and really just being you and seeing what happens, Mm -hmm. see if they shift, see if there's, there's so many cool experiments you can do. A hundred percent. And, and going back to what we were talking about in the very beginning about like energy, it's a field, there's information that we're picking up and it's translated into our five senses. Um, when you're in those environments, when you're around people and you're like, oh, I feel uncomfortable. Oh, I don't feel any peace at all. I don't feel ease here. I don't feel like I, I'm, I can be myself or, or, or I'm projecting that I have to be a certain way. And so you can, you know, I'm projecting that I have to be a certain way. So I'm being a certain way, but actually those people aren't even expecting me to be a certain way, but I have so sometimes you're mm-hmm. like actually generating that yourself and projecting it out. Sometimes it, there is a lot of 
judgment and a lot of pressure and stuff. And, and you're just like, well, I don't really want to be around this environment. These aren't, these aren't like my, my, really my peeps. And sometimes maybe they are, but you're just generating that, you know, in your own, in your mm-hmm. own consciousness. But again, connection is about getting really tuned in, right. To the sense of, is this, is this for, um, is, am I doing this for a reason other than something that I, I feel genuine and authentically coming through me? And do I have to be someone other than I am in this environment? And if you do, then it's like, okay, you're probably disconnecting in some way to do it. But just the fact that you're asking that question means you're more self-aware, which is you're starting to connect. And if you start asking those questions to yourself and like you're doing, you're stopping, you're checking in, you're, oh, I was holding so much tension. Oh, I, I realized that I went to this place that I... Why did I do that? Why did I say that? That already is lifting you up to a higher, a higher consciousness and a higher energy. And that lets you evaluate and assess. And then you can, and then you can more consciously choose. And when you're more consciously choosing, that's a higher energy that you are not only running off of, but you're also transmitting out to the world. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the more authentic you are, the more connected you are, the more whole you are, the more at ease you are in yourself and the more at peace you are, the more that radiates out and the more people respond to that. I love it. Well, John, thank you for um, a really cool conversation today. I love our chats always. Usually they're in my kitchen. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Over some good Greek food. My dad does have more food in the kitchen. if you guys want to know any more about John, you can go to johnamaral.com. We'll put that in the summary of this episode. Um, I'm going to wrap this up here. In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.